Welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight is on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Here's your host, Gary Darby. That's me, microphone on at 9.06 on this Thursday. September 23rd, 2021, as we do the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. How we doing? What a beautiful, beautiful day we have. Already underway with sunshine, cool temperatures, jackets on. I'm wearing long sleeves. Be prepared for autumn. It's here and nice as we look throughout North Mississippi. We're in the upper 50s now. We'll be making our way to a little bit over 70 degrees when the day is done. 72, possibly. Tonight, back into the upper 40s. We'll see mid-70s for your Friday. A few clouds come in. Don't worry. All good. Saturday looks good as well. In fact, that 10-day forecast looks oh so nice for all of us in North Mississippi. From the Litgo Metal Buildings.com studio, Gary and Arby in the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. The forecast. A service of Pickens Pest. Don't let pests be a problem. Call them. Doesn't matter where you are. Use the phone number 662-234-2207. 662-234-2207. On this edition of the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour, we will talk with John Goodson. John is a student in the music department and recently recognized nationally for his talent. We will tell you what that talent is and introduce you to John Goodson. Coming up in the next segment. In the second half of the program, Victoria Penny will be with us. Instructional librarian at Northwest Community College. A lot of things to get into and discuss with the main library, the things that have been going on, how they are helping in education of all ages. From the little ones to old guys like me. We'll be talking to Victoria in the second portion of the program. M.Dot World, as we're looking around, if you're in DeSoto County, and particularly if you are using uh, I-69, right there with 59 and 69 intersect, there's a little slowdown on the 69 portion of things up there, so uh, you need to pay attention to that. M.Dot doing their normal work, like always. Be safe as we're driving around. Speaking of being safe and driving, Roberts Wilson, PA, uh, will be with us tomorrow you know we have the roberts wilson pa high school sports hour brief discussion on some safety he's gonna make a little pop in and chat with me for a few minutes not very long at all but it's all about safety and we'll get into that with roberts coming up tomorrow today though is a thursday designed to be in and around northwest community college so let's get to it yesterday soccer happened in senatobia mj lafell and molly rose Put the ball in the net for the number 13 Northwest soccer team. MJ had a couple of goals. Molly Rose added the third. And the number 13 Northwest women's soccer team moved to 8-0 on the season, 3-0 in division competition, beating Itawamba 3-1. Lady Rangers close out the first leg of division play tomorrow at 1 o'clock. It's a nationally ranked match. In Ridgeland is where they're going to play it with Holmes Community College. So Holmes is number six, Northwest is number 13 in women's soccer, and tomorrow in Ridgeland they match up at 1 o'clock. In the men's match, 
Northwest took the early lead with a goal from Jesus Villegas, but Itawamba scored three unanswered to win the men's match. One and six now for the Rangers, one and one in MACCC North Division competition, and they will play at three against Holmes in Ridgeland. You know, we had some discussion on the 2-plus-2 scholarship golf tournament on the show, and that was a big success. It was presented by Bancorp South and North Central Electric Cooperative. Brought in more than $26,000 to benefit students at Northwest. How about that? It benefits Northwest and Ole Miss at the DeSoto Center. So in the past years, the tournament took place at Cherokee Valley in Olive Branch, and it did so yet again. It was on September the 16th, 33 teams competing and raised over 26000 to benefit students at Northwest and Ole Miss at the DeSoto Center. The first place team, that's right, I'm going to give out some names and really you know, promote the people that, that helped raise this money. The first place team was Dr. Ed Field, Walker Sweeney, Tim Mullins, and Drew Baker. Second place winners were Art Lacey, Ethan Lacey, Chuck Melton, and Scott Sanko. And in third place, Michael Collins, Tyler McMurray, Douglas Hollowell, and Bryant Cashin. So thanks, first of all, uh, to those three teams, to all of the teams, the 33 of you, uh, that put together a foursome and played in the event. Those three were the first, second, and third place winners. The closest to the pin was Robert Johnson and Bill Cole. Uh, The longest drive was Josh Tidwell. The putting contest in the morning flight was Robert Johnson. Boy, closest to the pin and, and then also able to putt. Why wasn't his team in the top three? Come on, Robert. You, 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 you might need to get some help. And then Paul Klein for the afternoon flight. Having some fun, but congratulations to all of the people that took part in that. And the money raised in the tournament supports the 2 Plus 2 scholarship initiative that benefits both Northwest and Ole Miss at the DeSoto Center. You want more information? If you want to help out with that, or maybe you want to be sure you're in there next year, northwestms.edu. That's what you do. The show is underway, and we'll go with John Goodson as the first guest. He's a student in the music department, a talented, talented young man. And we'll talk about an honor that he has received and about his time at Northwest and what's in the future for him. That comes up next on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. It is a Thursday, which means the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. On this Thursday, September 23rd, we have a couple of fun guests to get a chance to talk with we're going to talk about the library on the main campus and instruction and things with the library with victoria penny coming up after this interview but kind enough to join us is john goodson he's a student at northwest community college john how are you doing today i'm good i'm great well let's talk about a few things with you a little bit and first of all uh you are from grenada is that correct yes what made you choose northwest community college well um my private 
flute teacher in high school is the woodwind instructor at Northwest, and she kind of put the idea in my head that, you know, Northwest was, you know, the right choice for me, and I... I came and I believed it, and I'm here now. So you've been selected for the National Flute Association College Flute Choir. How many individuals make that, and what did you have to do to earn that honor? So um, the National Flute Association holds a lot of competitions every year for, you know, just about any age range you could think of for all different kinds of flutists and everything. And mine was the Collegiate Flute Choir, and they took, I think, maybe 15 people this year. Fifteen? Yes, just 15. And so with that, you have to um, make an audition video, and they have to pick what piece everybody plays. And so with everybody playing the same piece, you know, they can pick and choose who who they want to take in. What was your reaction when you found out you were one of the 15? I, I, you know, I remember, like, when it happened, it was very exciting for me. The first person I called was my flute teacher, and I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, you know, I got in. And, um, you know, she, she was so happy. She was very excited. I think I'm the first student of hers in college that has actually um, made that. And so, you know, it was very exciting and very new for both of us, I think. And, I, you know, I couldn't be happier. In looking at the press release, I think what amazes me is that you haven't been playing this instrument that long to be, you know, earning these kind of accolades and awards. You started out in another area, right? What were you doing before you switched to the flute? And and, and that was four years ago, right? Yeah, so I started playing the flute about four years ago. And before that, I was a trombone player. Um, My dad played the trombone in high school and college. And so, you know, before I even started band in sixth grade, my dad had been teaching me how to play the trombone. And so I was like, you know, I already know some of this, so let me kind of continue doing that in band. And I was like, you know, I might have a, you know, an edge on everybody else. But, um, (laughs) you know, around my sophomore year of high school, I kind of, I took a liking to the flute. And um, two of my very best friends both played the flute, and I was, always like asking them to play their instruments you know just kind of take it home and practice with it sometimes and you know it kind of all stemmed from there from from a guy that and i told you this you know on the phone before we actually got on on the air doing the interview here you know marched in 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 band but as a percussionist but realizing the difference between playing a trombone and playing a flute. There are going to be a lot of people that are out there that don't understand the difference in that, right? Most people are just going to think you're blowing air into a horn, and, and that's just the way it is. How different, and without getting too descriptive for us, but was it a, that big of a change going from trombone to flute and, and then maybe mastering it as quickly as you did? It's, it's a good bit of a change, really. It's, you know, the trombone has a lot of really tough qualities about it that it takes to play really well, but, you know, so does the flute. And learning how to, you know, spin more air to play the flute because the flute takes more air. Um, You know, you wouldn't think, but the flute really, it takes a lot of air. And um, learning how to just open my sound up, and, you know, it's kind of something that I'm still working on, um, you know, it, it was a really tough 
thing to to learn how to do, really. But obviously, you, you 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 made it there with that, and and since this show is uh, is is also to to promote a little bit about Northwest, how did the music instruction? And and obviously you said you you know you were very familiar uh, with someone at Northwest from your from your high school days to help you, uh, but but how good has that instruction been and helped you along the way at Northwest? Oh my gosh, the the directors and the teachers at Northwest, they they want the best from every student all the time. They encourage us so much to be creative and to you know to really just focus in on us they they like to have a personal approach with us when we when we learn things about our instrument and they really they take time to work with us on the things that you know we might need help on here and there and they really they just want us to succeed all the time john is with us and i'm only going to keep him for another few minutes here along the way so what is next in the life of john goodson um, how much longer do you have at northwest and then what is the plan once you get done there in Senatobia? Well, I'm a sophomore now, and so I have plans to graduate in the spring. And, you know, after that, it's kind of a toss-up at this point. I, you know, recently, over the summer, I've just started to focus on, you know, what my possibilities are and, you know, where the flute could take me. And, um, you know, I've had different flute lessons with some amazing flute players and teachers from, you know, all different areas. And they, you know, they have encouraged me to be ambitious. And so I think the next step for me is, you know, trying to see where I fit in. If I'm, you know, if I'm able to progress and achieve those ambitious goals, then, you know, I would be so happy. But, you know, I'm just trying to work every day to be better than I was the day before. Sure. Does that mean maybe a music school down the line or... or could you eventually see yourself maybe as a teacher yourself coming back and, and giving what you learn to other people, whether it is, and obviously you have, you know, multiple instruments and multiple things that you can, you can teach others. Do you think that that might be something eventually, John, you might want to get in? Yes, I am. You know, I'm completely open to all the different possibilities of where music and music education could take me. You know, I'm, I have complete, you know, faith that I could, you know, teach people one day, I think it would be very fun. And I, you know, I think I might be able to do it. And, you know, on the flip side of that, I, you know, could focus more on performing and being a, you know, a solo artist or, you know, things like that. But I'm just open to all different kinds of possibilities at this point. Well, congratulations on that honor being one of 15 chosen for the National Flute Association College Flute Choir. That that is is an honor that no one can take away and, and you've earned. And I appreciate you talking with us about that. I look forward to keeping up with, with what you do along the way. And as I mentioned on the phone, I'm very familiar with those instructors going to uh, classes with them and being a part of things in that uh, marching band at Northwest over the years, many years ago, probably maybe even before. <laughs> You know, I don't. I don't know if you were born at that particular point in time, uh, but it, it's it is a great program, and and they do have great instructors there. And I, I look forward to keeping up with your story along the way. And we thank you for telling it to our listeners. Yes, thank you for having me. We'll have more of this program coming up right after this. You're listening.
listening to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and stream live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. So we give a big thanks to student John Goodson, who was on the show with us in the last segment, Northwest Community College in the music department, and one of 15 selected nationwide for the National Flute Association College Flute Choir. Good job, John, and we appreciate you being on the program. Now we're going to talk with the instructional librarian on the main campus, Victoria Penny. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Gary. Thank you. Well, I'm I appreciate excited you. to be on this. Yeah, I appreciate you finding some time and getting a chance to talk with us a little bit about the library in general and some things that are going on on the main campus and across. But let's get some background information first, if you don't mind. We try and do that with our first-time guests and get a little bit of how long you've been at Northwest and maybe where you were and what you were doing prior. Sure thing. Um, well, I'm a lifelong library lover and bookworm, so I'm still uh, in a place I love to be, working here at Northwest. I am working with college students um, and it is great pleasure to get to know them and see them come in our libraries. Being September, it's still kind of the new part of the semester, so we're meeting a lot of new students. Great to see them back on campus. Uh, so that's great fun. Uh, before I came to Northwest, I came here in March of 2018, so I'm lucky to have worked here over three years. And I have been a librarian for many more years than that. I was in the public libraries for over 20 years, most recently uh, First Regional Library System, which covers the northwest corner of the state. So I've been in this area since the year 2000. I was actually born in uh, Batesville, Mississippi, so I'm, I'm a North Mississippian. I love it here, um, and I love getting to be a part of people's education and learning and achieving their goals in life and in their college careers. So let's talk a little bit about things. You know, prior to getting on the air here, we were talking about the library during these times, right? And, it, mm-hmm. and we are living in these times. You know, that sounds sure. like, you know, that, uh, that sounds like an old man. Boy, back in my day when we had to go to the library, you know, it was, uh, it was, it's different. So what has it been like <laughs> as a librarian trying to, to kind of get through this time and still, you know, get the people the, the help that they need and the work that they need in a library? That is a great question, Gary. You're right. A lot of things have changed, but I think there are also a lot of things you will recognize. That's what we like to tell our students about. We are still a place that has books available that you can physically check out print books, and you can come in the library and use our study spaces. Uh, Things did look a little different last year. Um, Much of the year during COVID, things were a lot more social distanced and spatially uh, spread out. We tried to do contactless uh, delivery and help people get what they needed if they were being in isolation. We also do provide a lot of online services. So we have electronic resources like databases um, that students can use. And we do virtual appointments now. If students are needing to work from home or work from their dorm room, we can meet with them online over Zoom. So we've learned a lot over the last year as librarians as well of how to serve our population. It's definitely been interesting and a growing experience for us as we continue 
uh, to adapt. I'm sure it has been and, and will continue to be. We have a couple of days left in the National Adult Education and Family Literacy Week. Can you tell us how the library system at Northwest is helping with that and adult education? Yes, I would love to. In fact, I could talk on for hours about it, but I'll try to keep myself short. But um, specifically, one of the things we like to do to support our adult learners at Northwest is invite them to come into the library. We've worked with their teachers, uh, some of the classes who are working on GED or high school equivalency or other similar programs. We want to help them while they're at Northwest, just like we do our traditional Northwest students. So we invite them in, whether as a group or as individuals. We've worked uh, to give them a tour of the library, show them around, show them the materials that we have, whether those be books or coming to use the computers to do their work, to study, to prepare for their testing. We have a special library card that we give them. So even if they are not registered as a student at Northwest, we want them to use this library. Our director, Dr. Melissa Wright, had, uh, has served on the board of our local literacy council, so she's a real big believer in adult education. And right when I came, we immediately began working a lot with our students. We tried to, we, want, we really just want them to feel comfortable using the library as part of their educational journey, and that can include their personal reading interests. We have DVD movies, video games, so we'll check out things like that to them for recreational. We'll also help them if they need help doing a resume or uh, applying for jobs, they can use our computer lab. So we, we just love to see them come in. It is one of the most rewarding things. Uh, we've also seen some who are now registered as college students here at Northwest. So that's just really a great thing to get to know them and see them working so hard to achieve their goals. Victoria Penny is on the show with us today. How did the summer reading program go? What was that event like? Oh, yes. Don't let me forget to talk about that. That was really <laughs> fun. We, um, Our educational um, aspect, of course, is that we love to uh, encourage families to read together, people to read across the lifespan. One of the terms you hear knocked around a lot is lifelong learning. We really believe in that. So our wonderful instruction and outreach librarian at the DeSoto campus, Courtney Hicks, came up with an idea of doing an adult summer reading program. So this was our first year to do that, and it was a huge success. We had a great deal of participation. People got really into it, and we challenged uh, staff, faculty, even students, members of the community to join us. Um, they could read at their own pace. They could read from different genres and different types of books. And they could keep track of their books online and fill out little book review forms, which was great fun. We could read what they were enjoying about the books. And another feature of that was reading to their children. So they would come in and get books to read to their children and send us pictures of the families reading together. And it was just a wonderful experience to see people getting so excited about reading at all ages. You know, people have asked for birthdays and Christmases over the past few years. You know, Gary, I don't know what to get you. You know, you get what you want or you have what you need. What can I do? And I asked for books. I did and a lot. And sadly, I'm sitting here, Victoria, realizing I've got a stack of books that I, <laughs> I have not even started to read. That's good. That hopefully, means you've always got something to do. Yeah, you well, can't ho- ho- about being bored. Hopefully this will motivate me to start cracking some of those books and, and read them because it is it. You know, that was basically a thing that I did ask for. And, and haven't taken advantage of. Shame on me, right? Shame on yeah. me. 
Um, no, not shame. That just means you've got something to look forward to and that you're a, you're a curious person who has a lot of interest. That's what I try to look at my never-ending to-be-read stack, to-be-read, yeah. excuse me, start over, to-be-read stack that sits by my bed, and that gives me something to look forward to. Don't don't be ashamed that you have books you want to read. You would I think, think that's great. You would think in this this time, though, that I should have had extra time to read. I just, yeah. I, I guess it's make that time. Victoria, a couple of other things, and I, I know we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot of educational opportunities, but is there something else that with the library you would like to pinpoint and talk about right now? Oh, sure. I would love to talk about um, two other aspects of our programming that we do. We have a Ranger Book Club for our students. And we like to get our students involved in reading for pleasure. You know, when you're in college, you're doing a lot of reading and studying and reading online and researching for your courses. And sometimes you may not have as much time to read for pleasure. Well, we try to encourage our students to get together and read some books for their own enjoyment. And the students run this book club. I'm just a participant with them as well. And they are great. And it also provides a great social outlet to get together and meet some other students in a sort of a small group setting. So that's one of my favorite things that I get to do as a librarian here. We also have a reading roundtable group, and that is consisting of members of the local communities as well as some of our Northwest staff and faculty, and some are even retired citizens of our community who like to come back and keep their brains exercised by reading and discussing books. So we, as you can see, we love to just sort of cover the whole lifespan from Early childhood, we have small children who come from our Child Development Center with their um, student teachers that help pick out books for them. So we, we love to have all ages here. It's not just always what you would think of as your quiet study college library, but we we do have areas for that as well. So we want to encourage folks to do their studying, too. Well, we thank you for discussing all the things going on with the library, the main campus. I know you mentioned uh, the DeSoto Center and all of the campuses and the things that you guys help uh, provide and do things educationally for. Victoria, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I guarantee you, you'll be back on the program again. Well, you too, Gary, and I hope you get, you know, at least one of your books started maybe over the weekend. <laughs> it would be nice. I'll be honest, the last one that I did. Although during football season, you might not. That's it, in coaching baseball. <laughs> and the last one that I Uh-oh. actually read you know, was a book by Ron Polk, who was longtime Mississippi nice. State baseball coach, and it yes. helps you through practicing and things of that nature, just some drills and different things. And so, you know, that was probably the last one that I did, but I've got so many different things from from history into sports, biography, just all kind of different things. Wonderful. Hopefully, Victoria, you've motivated old G-Darb to get a book and get going, okay? Okay, and, and don't feel bad if you can't, but come see us if you need any other books or, or help with anything. We'd love to see you in person. That Thank sounds you. great. We'll finish up this version of the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour right after this.